you know, in this culture right now, men are feeling they can't be in their fully in their in their sexuality. Or this is what I'm seeing come into my office. They're afraid of their own sexual expression because they're afraid of being called a creep. They're afraid of being calling perverted. And so as a result, they cut off the connection. They suppress that that part of them that's feeling that fear and festers or it goes out sideways without conscious awareness. And so they're disconnected from it and they're engaging in behaviors that's, that they're not aware of. Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my absolute pleasure to have Dr. Kat Meyer as our guest on the Mindfulness Experience Podcast today. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Kat. She's one of the most respected and renowned experts in the field of sex, trauma, and psychedelics. Beyond her impressive credentials and achievements, Dr. Kat's approach to her work is both spiritual and multidimensional. She contributes to our understanding of sexuality and guides individuals towards fulfilling their life's purpose in relationships and sex. Today, we'll be discussing her talk at the Wonderland Conference in Miami. We're an official podcast of that conference, which starts November the 9th through the 11th. And she'll also be talking about her work there and her panel there. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Kat Meyer. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hi, hi. hi. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All right, all right, all right. I'm so excited to have you here, Kat, especially because we're talking about sex and we're talking mm. about trauma and we're talking about psychedelics. So all of those, all of those combined together have to be a really good, you know, a good mix, right? Yeah. yeah. Keeps they it really real spicy. Do. Spicy really? topics. Bring them. <laughs> So how how are you today? How's it going? How's it going? I'm doing really beautiful. I woke up, spent some time in nature, spent some time in reflection. I'm just feeling really juicy and grounded and excited to be here with you talking about mm. these topics that are just light, light me up. Mm. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm very glad to hear that. And, <laughs> uh, and I, I know that you're an experienced therapist and researcher in this field of you know sex trauma and psychedelics and i'm just wondering you know what really drew you to this field because it's not necessarily you know um it's not necessarily uh, mom's apple pie or the straight and narrow and i'm i'm wondering like what 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 drew you here and what brought you uh and also you know you're going to be down in wonderland you know obviously you know what you're mm -hmm. doing so yeah let me let me hear like drop some knowledge yeah yeah <laughs> so so to give the the story in a nutshell originally i'm from st louis missouri so i'm i'm from i've got the midwestern background and i it, in that space um really mm. it was inspired by early sexual trauma that had happened to me as well as sexual trauma that had happened um in my young adult years mm -hmm. and this resulting in um, childhood anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. um, eating disorders, uh, even suicidality as a, as a, mm -hmm. as a child mm -hmm. that um, really made it hard for me to both feel safe in the world, uh, mm -hmm. to be in my body, 
and to even have relationships. So a, a lot of things just scared my myself. It scared me, scared my nervous system, just really made it hard for me to to be present. Mm-hmm. And it was when I was tw- I started practicing yoga, both mm-hmm. the philosophy of it Beautiful. and and the mm-hmm. asana practice of it um, at the age of 18 and started mm-hmm. teaching it at the age of uh, about 19, 20. Mm-hmm. And then just really immersed myself into the, that experience. It was the first time that I had felt calm in my body or safe in my body. And mm-hmm. then it was like, oh, this is interesting. Like I I can feel differently than what I'm what I'm feeling now. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first class I went to, it brought tears to my eyes. I was like, whoa, this is mm-hmm. This is, and at that time I didn't know the word psychedelic, but I was like, this is a psychedelic mm. experience. You know, now mm. I can say that, right? right. Uh, but this is, this is curious. Uh, and then I was 21 when I was reading a Red Book magazine and they were quoting a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. And I had this aha moment there of, mm. oh, if I go into this, learning this, mm-hmm. then I can heal myself or I can find resolution. I can find mm-hmm. uh, the answer here. So I dove in to studying everything that I could around sexuality. I applied to grad school to get my doctorate. Um, I went the academic route to learn the intellectual aspect of sexuality and healing. And and, um, and then I dove into Tantra was the very first aspect. Of course, I started with white Tantra, which was more of the, you know, the closest cousin of yoga. It's, it's the mantras, it's the chanting, it's the breath work, it's the, um, the, the energetic stuff, the working the energetic with energetic stuff. Yeah. 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 And even just and also we're working again. with the crucible, right? The container to hold all yeah. that. Yeah. Ooh, I love that word so much, the crucible. Yeah. And from there, you know, going about the the energetic, the spiritual route of it, but still very mm-hmm. petrified in my body. So mm-hmm. it was such a beautiful, soft way for me to transition mm-hmm. and more and more into um, developing a relationship with my body and developing mm-hmm. a relationship with conscious awareness. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, I, I just dove into everything that I could. The um, I went into BDSM and <laughs> started studying BDSM mm-hmm. and the art of that and mm-hmm. and recognizing the similarities between mm-hmm. the two of these. You know, they feel like two opposite ends of the spectrum, but goodness, there's so much ritual and there's so much um, power and presence and, and energy and devotion that can exist in both of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really experienced sex as psychedelic. And I really experienced sex as something more than just the physical act, but it could be this embodiment. It could be the way that we relate with the world. It can be the way that we interact with our own selves, um, the way that we may mm-hmm. see um, transcendence, you know, something beyond this this mm-hmm. human experience or the em- eminence mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. experience. Uh, and then getting into psychedelics, Uh, Mm -hmm. about nine years ago, both in my own personal exploration through ceremony work, Mm -hmm. uh, but also through, you know, the academic aspect of it and the science of it Mm. um, and realizing the the similarities of all of this, you know, the BDSM, Mm -hmm. the Tantra, the psychedelics, Mm -hmm. like eroticism exists in in all of these states Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all of these states are psychedelic and all of these Mm -hmm. states are healing and all of these states Mm are uh, Mm -hmm. altered states of consciousness. So Mm -hmm. it's just the interweaving of all of these is just Mm -hmm. mind blowing. Well, it's beautiful. And you know, what, what, what comes up for me is really understanding whether or not it's trauma, yoga, sexuality, BDSM, you know, sex, you know, uh, whatever your, whatever your pleasure, right? I mean, it's all Mm -hmm. about energy and it's all about the exchange of energy or the blockage of energy and how to go ahead and 
release a lot of that. I mean, whether or not, you know, it's a safe container, a safe container, the crucible that holds that energy, I think is, and what your intention and what you bring to it is certainly, mm -hmm. you know, uh, incredibly important. I'm wondering from your personal and your spiritual experiences, you know, um, when you look at, you know, how, do, how does that, how does that lend insight to the psychotherapeutic approach where, you know, you talked about trauma and I think many people are very caught up in their trauma. You know, it's mm -hmm. implicit, it's explicit. We can identify explicit trauma, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, whether or not it's an accident or whether or not it's a, a violation, you know, yeah. uh, we can't necessarily identify always or, or have the emotional literacy to identify the implicit trauma. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts are about the work that you're doing, you know, because a lot of it is somatic and then you're blending the somatic with the, you know, the, 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 the psychological and the trauma work. I mean, it's, it's a real, it's a real wonderful combination, isn't it? So it is. And it's important to see these as these holistic lenses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's taken me so many years to cultivate this understanding. And that's what's really important for us before we start, you know, we enter into that work or enter mm -hmm. into talking about this because it is multifaceted. Um, I, I see often in our culture this fixation on the narrative of trauma and mm. trauma as this event that happened to us. Trauma, um, I had trauma happen to me. I had trauma, you know, it, in, occur in my life mm -hmm. but really what trauma is is not the event it's what ends up happening mm -hmm. as an interruption to the process of the brain and the body that mm -hmm. causes us to our nervous systems to respond in a way as if the uh, distressing experiences or the overwhelming experiences mm -hmm. keep happening mm -hmm. um you know these distressing events range from so many different different um uh you know along the spectrum we, we might think that it's um uh you know, somebody going to war or somebody mm -hmm. have a sexual violation, but it can even be, you know, somebody walking in when we're young and we're touching mm -hmm. ourselves and, and they freak out and then we freak mm -hmm. out and everything mm -hmm. sort of like clenches and, and right. <laughs> right. the, the clinching is the thing right i mean it's sort yeah. of like the stip i always talk about it in terms of the skip on the record right you know mm -hmm. where although i'm dating myself now you know <laughs> you know clear, <laughs> clearly but it's a stretch it's a stretch on or uh you know a a a a, a, a samstar i mean it's a yeah. it's a scratch on the record that something is not connected or it's something mm -hmm. becomes disconnected right in our energy process mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? I, I would. And from the, you know, the energetic uh, psychology standpoint, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's such a beautiful metaphor to that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the, um, uh, you know, in some references say it's, you know, we, the, the separation of our souls. So we talk about soul mm -hmm. retrieval as this, mm -hmm. you know, s similar to this work of trauma work that we're doing, you know, how do we find an integration of ourselves? Mm -hmm. uh, so from the psychological standpoint, you know, physiologically, the left and the right hemispheres um, were, they, they have an interruption in the regular mm -hmm. processing. And so mm -hmm. um, there's also that contraction of the body or the nervous system um, mm -hmm. activates and, and it makes it hard for all of the data pieces that are, you know, our senses mm -hmm. to be uh, processed through smoothly. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we have these experiences of 
and whether it's PTSD or whether it's flashbacks mm -hmm. or even if it's just the now concrete mm -hmm. uh, belief that's that's ingrained in us in that moment of it's not safe to touch mm -hmm. me. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a bad mm -hmm. person. I, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. That causes our body to when there's a similar experience in the today. Um, to react as if it's happening at that point. Mm -hmm. um, the brain has this, yeah, as much as we think that we have a timeline that gets put into our brain, we don't. It's it, All of these memories are collapse. And mm -hmm. so the sensory experience today that reminds us of those past experiences mm -hmm. activate as if the, the timelines collapse, it's happening today. Mm -hmm. So it actually takes our conscious awareness mm -hmm. um, to put that timeline into place. Mm. And to say, you know, that happened then when I didn't have the resources, when I didn't have the knowledge, when I didn't have the, the support around me. Today as an adult, I have developed the conscious awareness. I have developed the relationship with that part of myself. Right. I have developed um, a community or a loving mm. partner or a loving friends right. um, that that I can I, I can show up for myself. I can be in self-leadership mm -hmm. and and guide my own self mm -hmm. and, and self-regulate my own self or recognize mm -hmm. that that's mm -hmm. not my voice. I mm -hmm. can touch myself and it's okay. Right. You yeah. get to reframe. You get to reboot, reset, reframe and be able to look at things a little bit differently. And I love this whole idea about soul retrieval, by the way. You know, Dick Schwartz mm -hmm. talks about in parts work, talks about the exiled self, mm -hmm. you know. And there is that part of ourselves that we you know all these different parts of ourselves but the exiled part of ourselves that we try to repress and then that becomes aberrant behavior then it's mm -hmm. not fully integrated then we're not fully whole people we're not mm -hmm. really authentic we're not really showing up so yeah. that's uh that's really uh incredible work go ahead and and i see that oftentimes with sex you know mm -hmm. and so often when i'm working with clients who come with me for trauma or depression or anxiety we can see a lot of their the relationship that they have around sex or their body or even just their expression you know eroticism or um i'm sorry sexual energy is life force energy and so you know how we can see our relationship with these can can um uh, be mirrors and how we're allowing our authentic mm -hmm. self to show up in these other aspects of our mm -hmm. lives too. Mm -hmm. It's all very synonymous. It's very fascinating for me to mm -hmm. see how people try to segment their mm -hmm. sexuality or their sexual expression from the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. um, but it, we we technically can't. Mm -hmm. You know, we are sexual beings, mm -hmm. and it's and, it, and these are protector parts. You know, again, using mm -hmm. um, Dick Schwartz's mm -hmm. model um, that we do to compartmentalize or to suppress or to to cut off mm -hmm. in order to preserve our roles and our places and other parts of our of our lives. Mm -hmm. But everywhere we go, our parts go with us, like yeah. our backpack on us. And so yeah. how are we with, how is the cultural wounding around sexuality or sexual expression? And again, mm. not that we're having sex in, in public, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but it is our deep connection with our eros or with our um, life force energy, with mm. our Mm -hmm. um with our expression with our bodies with our mm -hmm. sensuality with right. our pleasure you know all mm -hmm. of this is interconnected oh my goodness i i i really want to take us in a whole other direction other than <laughs> you know looking at the wonderland uh conference uh uh but you know i'm not going to go there because it really involves some 
you know, it really involves some other areas, uh, you know, looking at the male psyche, looking at the woman's psyche and looking at, you know, the uh, the disconnection with uh, that a lot of males have had from their own bodies growing up and, uh, you know, mm. and also in yeah. repressing their emotions and stuffing those down and becoming more in their head and less in their heart and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. So that would take that. That's a that's a whole other path we can go and maybe we can come back to that. Right. Because oh, I, I think this is so important. It's <laughs> like this is what I'm so passionate. Maybe we can do just like a just slide in a little bit <laughs> of there because yeah. this is this is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you know in this culture right now, men are feeling like they can't be in their fully mm -hmm. in their in their sexuality or this is what i'm seeing come into my office right. they're afraid of their own sexual expression mm -hmm. because they're afraid of being called a creep they're afraid of being calling um perverted or or um dangerous mm -hmm. and so as a result they cut off the the connection mm -hmm. or they suppress that that part of them that's feeling that that fear and right. um uh going in you know it's it's festers or it goes out sideways without conscious awareness right. and so they're disconnected from it and they're engaging in behaviors that's that they're not aware of how it's yeah. how it's impacting um, and then on the flip side we've got women who can be afraid to express their sexuality because they don't want it to draw the wrong attention or draw mm -hmm. a danger or or they've been told that their sexuality is a problem or it's a distraction or it's um you know there's their bodies or their um sexuality is for the the mm -hmm. entertainment of others and not for their their own selves right. so there's just an interweaving of confusion uh, that whole know, barbie land thing right you know i mean in some way i mean i saw barbie and i i was most impressed with that part in Barbie. Have you seen the movie? I have yeah. not yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, right. All right. There's a, there's <laughs> a there's a monologue in Barbie which talks about how women are supposed to be, but they can't. Like they're supposed mm. to be sexual, but not too sexual. They're supposed yeah. to be nice, but not too nice. You know, it, mm -hmm. it just sort of goes into, and it's the same thing with men. Mm -hmm. You know, they're yep, supposed to is. be this way. You're you know, real big big men don't cry. Men don't. Yep. You know, so they stuff it, they cut it off, and they, you know, they literally, um, they literally stuff it. You know, yeah. and, and it comes out sideways, and that's part of the problem. Yep. So you're, so you're gonna, so I think we snuck in a little piece of mm -hmm. it. So, mm -hmm. so you're gonna talk about sex, uh, and you're gonna talk about that on a panel. You have this panel that is uh, sex and psychedelics. Yeah. And, you know, what what can we expect to learn from like your talk? I know we're talking about some of that now, but what do mm -hmm. you think is going to, you know, how do you where do you think this is going to go? Because, you know, sex and psychedelics go really well, you know, especially especially when you start looking at the, you know, sort of getting caught up in the in the plasma plasmic goo mm -hmm. of 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 you know, emotion and feeling and body and all that. It's just sort of comes together with the whole universe, right? You know, yeah. swirling around in one big in one big swirl, right? Primordial I mean, a, swirl, yeah. A primordial <laughs> swirl. I mean, so I mean, are we gonna talk about that? Because I'm going for sure. Yeah. But yeah. I will be there anyway. But tell me what you think, you know, what 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 can people expect? Yeah. So 
Yeah, there's so many directions we can take this. And I think it's important to to sum it up in um, sex and psychedelics. You know, it's it, mm-hmm. those terms are very sensationalist. Like we mm-hmm. we hear those, we're like, ooh, oh my God, yeah, yeah, I've had yeah. sex on psychedelics, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and that. I think yeah. that's, yeah, and I think that's a beautiful part of the conversation to talk how psychedelics can enhance our sexual um, experiences. So whether it is helping us to be able to be in the body more, help us to connect with pleasure more. Um, I've been gathering research since September of um, individuals and their anecdotal data or experiences around sex. And we've seen that um, uh, psychedelics help us to increase our confidence, helps to reduce our fears, and really also the 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 fixation on performance. So mm-hmm. it allows us to drop more into pleasure as the compass versus orgasm as the compass. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps us to be able to connect with the compassion of ourselves and, and our partner, um, which is so important around sexuality. If we need to be in our fullest expression, if we have self-judgment or shame or or that, you know, placing that on the other person, that really impacts the flow of our authentic expression. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see that psychedelics help us to redefine what sex is. Sex is more than just the penetration, um, genital focus, bodies on bodies, mm-hmm. um, you know, focus on the performance or uh, the Uh, getting off of the other person, Mm -hmm. but it drops us back into following what feels good. Seeing sex as a journey that breathes in and out of stages Mm -hmm. um, that you don't even have to have your genitals involved. Mm -hmm. It can be a full transcendent um, energetic exchange Mm -hmm. that can be this, these high sustained peaks of pleasure Mm -hmm. that don't go into the the contractions of the genitals, but can be a full undulation and shivers of the mm-hmm. body. You get full body that, orgasm, yeah. It is a full mm-hmm. body orgasm, and then or mm-hmm. and then sex as this experience that devol- dissolves mm-hmm. the boundaries between us and our partner and the world around us. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think that psychedelics help us to realize that that uh, we can source our own turn ons. Mm-hmm. We don't have to outsource that to another person of like you turn me on you push the buttons you know how to you know get me to orgasm but we can learn that if i breathe whoa i'm now in arousal or Mm -hmm. or i feel the wind and the way the wind is swirling around my body is so erotic and a turn on or i'm watching these trees move and 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 it's so Mm -hmm. sexual in nature like we realize that we are sex Mm -hmm. we are eroticism we are you know, <laughs> creators. Yeah, we are co-creating. Yeah. We are co-creating. That's such a beautiful way to put that. Mm-hmm. And it and it promotes this deeper sense of interconnectedness with mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. this. Um, beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let so, me ask so you about that research, that. though. Let me ask you about the mm-hmm. research, psychedelic sure, sure. research. Is it using heart opener like an MDMA or is it a psilocybin or is there a specific you know, psychedelic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a entheogen versus a, you know, a, a, a laboratory uh, produced, uh, you know, psychedelic. What, what, uh, tell us a yeah. little bit about that. Yeah. And so I left, it's the questionnaire is about 88 questions. So mm-hmm. it's very comprehensive. And some of the questions I left open ended to just see what people's experiences were around the sexuality aspect of it. What about the love aspect of it? Um, I even asked questions about like what types of substances helped you to feel more in your body, less in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and then even questions around um, non-consensual touch mm. and you know i think it's important as much as we talk about the excitement of mm -hmm. sex that we talk about the reverence and the dangers and the harm reduction as well mm -hmm. um, and even how trauma can can arise or repressed memories can arise from it so the full spectrum of this um and some of the responses from people were many of them reported MDMA. So MDMA tends to be the one that people associate sexuality with. Mm -hmm. um, the texture of MDMA around sex is, you know, MDMA is a stimulant. So it can be beautiful in, in increasing our energy, helping us connect with self-compassion, um, helping us to be able to connect with our sensuality more mm -hmm. and to follow along this more intimate, affectionate type of of. Uh, interaction or or sex, um, it may not necessarily be genital focus. It may just be body mo bodies moving together in time and rhythm, and cuddling, uh, cuddle, and cuddling, cuddling as a heart opener. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the uh, you know having ejaculation or genital orgasms may be more challenging. However, because it is a stimulant that it can impact, you know, the nervous system's responses that are necessary for, for ejaculation or genital um, contractions. But again, you can have full body energetic or experiences or peak ex ecstasy. Um, some of these other ones, I also, this surprises people, but it doesn't surprise me because of the work that I do in mm -hmm. ketamine um, mm -hmm. clinically, is that people will feel aroused or turned on and they can experience pleasure at lower doses of ketamine and specifically lower doses higher doses you know you may um, travel off into another dimension <laughs> but at lower doses you can um it lifts the the heaviness of depression or anxiety or pain so that you can actually be with the body more easily and you can be yeah. with pleasure it relaxes the body so that everything can open mm -hmm. you know energy movement through the body responds when the body is open and relaxed mm -hmm. so if we think of some of these substances that relax the nervous system or opens the body in that way we can um we can see the 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 uh the response of the erotic energy being able to move or um, in t in tantric or yogi terms, the kundalini, mm -hmm. you know, that life force energy mm -hmm. to be able to move through that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some of the other ones, some some people reported LSD and mm -hmm. mushrooms. The challenge with both of those is that yes it can activate the nervous system so that energy can flow through and and juices and, and you know you can have this arousal experience um, however if you have too too much psych psychological material <laughs> that are getting in the right. way in the or way. causing yeah or causing distraction mm -hmm. it makes it really hard to be sexual or it makes it really hard to be mm -hmm. in that in that experience of being able to connect with the body and the pleasure. Um, so there's always those caveats there. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated certainly, uh, when you started talking about ketamine, uh, because from a, certainly from a, a post-traumatic stress perspective or mm -hmm. from a suicidal ideation viewpoint or from, you know, treatment resistant depression, uh, mm -hmm. But I, I haven't heard about ketamine specifically in relationship to sex, and I find yeah. that I find that fascinating. Let me ask you, uh, you're the founder of sexloveyoga.com, mm -hmm. and you integrate, you know, various schools of thought, including science, tantric yoga, indigenous ceremony culture, and psychologic mm -hmm. psychology, and it's all designed to help people 
create a deeply fulfilling, prosperous, relational, and sexual life. But can you expound on how these domains relate and how merging them together helps us to manifest our desires? You know, I'm, 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 we talked about it's all energy, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and you know, it's either uh, Dan Siegel talks about, you know, the mind being uh, uh, energy, information, and flow. And when we're not in our right mind, we don't have a, the right energy, the right, we can't access the information and we're not in flow. And what yeah. it, this reminds me of is, 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 is that kind of a quote. But what are what what's your perspective in in terms of, you know how they how they relate and how they merge? Yeah, yeah. From all the the multi, you know, looking at this holistically, the mm -hmm. the physiology, the body, the emotions, the spiritual aspect, the uh, mental aspect, these all interrelate with one another. They all impact each other. You know, the energy, including the energy, um, and it was from my teachings in yoga you know that that i really dropped into the importance of the health of the nervous system um or the openness of the fascia which is the connective tissues of the body um you know this ability to down regulate our nervous system with pranayama or breath work um, and then seeing how all of these these tools that we have within our own selves and this ability to to state change you know was showing up across these different disciplines you know in the in the tantra and the bdsm and in the um you know trauma work uh the trauma psychology and the energy psychology so it, it's more of like connecting to the similar concepts across the board and recognizing that there are these fundamental truths around our healing that that all of these speak to in their own different languages uh, but they, but they all are interconnected in some some form or fashion. Um, I would also say, oh, there was something mm -hmm. else I wanted to say mm -hmm. to that. Um, well, oh, here, yeah. uh, when in my a really good example is, and this ties back to what you were mentioning with mm -hmm. the the um, ketamine and the sexuality. Mm -hmm. When I was in one of my first ketamine assisted therapy trainings, uh, we were using. Um, sublingual to have an experiential mm -hmm. lesson with the mm -hmm. with the ketamine and I had already been a sex therapist for about 10 or 11 years at this point and I was like I'm gonna see if ketamine has a use for mm -hmm. sexual healing like I want to mm -hmm. see how this can be can work in my sex therapy mm -hmm. practice mm -hmm. and so went into the experience and I I first went into okay, I can still feel my fingers. I can mm -hmm. still feel my toes. I can still feel mm -hmm. my pelvis. Okay. What would happen if I start using the tools that I use from Tantra? Mm -hmm. Okay. If I start moving, if I start mm -hmm. my breath work, if I start mm -hmm. making gentle sounds, and then all of a sudden my body f dropped into this rhythmic entrainment mm -hmm. and I felt the experience of the mm. full body orgasm mm. coming mm. into the body Beautiful. and moving mm -hmm. and i just surrendered into it and it's mm -hmm. it, with ketamine it's so easy mm -hmm. well it's not easy I, I won't say that but um, it can facilitate mm -hmm. a deeper access into surrender if mm -hmm. you know how to get to surrender um and 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 that's where i went and and mm -hmm after the experience we all went back into the integration circle and everybody turns towards me and mind you this is a room full of doctors and mm -hmm. therapists mm -hmm. and they're like we want whatever you had <laughs> 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 they were like, whatever 
right. and that was this realization again mm -hmm. of like oh yeah we <laughs> can eroticism exists in all of these states and we can invoke that in ourselves when we use the intention and when we use these practices and when we use um when we have this safe space for exploration and so mm -hmm. it just um you know mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. as working with you know the, some of these ceremony cultures and and um across different disciplines and different mm -hmm. traditions mm -hmm. again being able to see how all of these have similar um similar mm -hmm. but also unique languages around around mm -hmm. these these processes mm -hmm. Um, so it's mm -hmm. been beautiful to see how you, the use of sound um, mm -hmm. can help with the movement of energy or right. Um, right. You know, uh, Dick Schwartz's work and, and mm -hmm. helping us with parts and how that's synonymous mm -hmm. to you know, archetype work that we can see both in Tantra or in you know, some mm -hmm. of these other um, other traditions. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're all they're all expressions of uh, of really energy or divine um you know, uh, whether or not you want to call it chi or prana or whatever mm -hmm. the word you might have for it, but they're all mm -hmm. sort of expressions, right? You know, yeah. they're like all, all little boats or some ships on the ocean and, you know, but they're all on the same ocean, you know, I, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm wondering, uh, because one of the things that I realize is this whole idea of, you know, being able to go ahead and evoke, um, this feeling, this, this, uh, this, this, this Tundalini, uh, mm -hmm. full body experience that you did um, you may not have been able to do that if you had if you didn't have the training around breath work or if you didn't do a Sudarshan Kriya or some sort of a Kriya work mm -hmm. or some sort of a microcosmic orbit work or mm -hmm. some some, yeah, some yeah. kind of some kind of thing that allowed you to be that so maybe I'd, I'd really love it if you could unpack that a little bit more for the listeners in terms of breath work and maybe some mindfulness since this is the mindfulness experience i'm mm -hmm. wondering like how does mindfulness play in it because i i do know that the monks you know they meditate and there's certainly uh you know videos of monks sitting in tibet on top of a hill you know melting ice based on the energy yeah. and the, the the heat in their bodies so can you kind of you know elaborate on that a little bit more perhaps yeah yeah oh man we can this, we don't have enough time <laughs> um yeah so to first help people because I, I understand that the word energy um can oftentimes elude people because they're like oh that's really woo woo but um even if you rub your hands together and you create friction so energy we can feel um as heat expenditure um, rub your hands and then take them apart and then slowly move them in towards each other and then slowly draw them out away from each other and what we're trying to feel here is this this uh, palpable texture that exists between your hands mm. it may feel spongy it may feel taffy as you're pulling the hands away and i help i have people do practices like that to first anchor into themselves the reference point of what am i looking for when somebody's talking about energy what am i trying to feel for mm -hmm. and it's a very subtle texture mm -hmm. that exists um, in everything truthfully um, and uh, but where there's a lot of movement or where there's a lot of um, activity we can feel it more palpably now it, some of these practices that you that you spoke about you know um, uh, microcosmic orbit is, is such a beautiful practice to to teach somebody how to be able to um, 
move the energy in their body and to disperse the energy in their body where there are many things in our life that both leak our energy mm -hmm. that deplete us that that cause us to um uh be tense or or um be have the energy ball up and be pressurized in our body you know i'm speaking to anxiety or i'm speaking to you know the rapid movement of our leg because we're we're not consciously aware of of you know an inner part inside of us that's having mm -hmm. a reaction mm -hmm. Um, so practices like cosmic, um, uh, microcosmic orbit and, and moving with the breath and the mm -hmm. body and visualization to help um, smooth the energy out so mm -hmm. that it's not pressurized, so that it's not leaking out unconsciously. And we can actually um, refuel ourselves with that energy. Mm -hmm. um, I also incorporate practices of sensuality and sensuality is connecting to the pleasure of our senses mm. um, uh, particularly touch so mm -hmm. open palm and smoothly running our hands up and down the silhouette of our body mm -hmm. to be able to again smooth that energy out um, so often i have seen in experiences um, where a client will start clenching and start feeling the panic of of the energy in the body or, or stuck emotion or anger and mm -hmm. I'll, and I'll instruct, connect with your breath, mm -hmm. smooth it. it out. And then they all of a sudden find themselves not, no longer in a state of that, that mm -hmm. tension, but in that, you know, fight that inner conflict, but in a space of pleasure. You know, pleasure that helps to smooth it out. And now all of a sudden they have control of the energy that's moving through their body mm -hmm. versus the energy riding them and having mm -hmm. control over them. Mm -hmm. And and um, we can more easily have connect with and have a curiosity and, and presence with what's behind that versus when we're stuck in the, you know, I'm, it's writing me and, and I'm so uncomfortable and I'm in panic. I'm dysregulated. I'm, I, I can't connect with what's happening. Right. So if we can learn how to breathe, if we can learn mm -hmm. how to be, if we can learn how to breathe and learn how to sort of check in to see what condition our condition is in. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, really kind of do that check in. Like, how am I doing now? What's going on now? Mm -hmm. Learning where the breath is learning. So we get that opportunity, that little space, that little space to recognize and then choose. Uh, and then to your point, you know, it's not just about the breath, it's about all the senses, making sense of our senses, our yeah. eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth, our tongue, our skin, you know, all of our organs, you know, all of that. And, yeah. and then being able to help yourself to just kind of, you know, be mm -hmm. a human being, not a human doing. Huh? Right, right. And all of this is, you know, so related to the nervous system mm -hmm. and our ability to regulate or downregulate the nervous mm -hmm. system. Well, it's hard for us to see and make sense of our world or ourselves mm -hmm. when we're dysregulated. Mm -hmm. you know? And and once we enter that space of, you know, pleasure is a is a um, toning of the nervous system's capacity, you know, the, the vagus nerve. When we connect with pleasure, the body mm -hmm. calms and we can... Uh, become more consciously aware of what's happening around us or mm. what's happening within us. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Just a little vagus nerve uh, uh, mm. activation there. That's that's, the that's absolutely wonderful. So uh, mm -hmm. very quickly, uh, I know we're coming to the end of our time and I, 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 I 
I have so many other things I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, but you know, you're a combo, uh, a combo, um, uh, K-A-M-B-O, mm-hmm. uh, you know, facilitator. Can you tell yeah. us what combo is and, and is this, you know, what, what, what's the process and why did you incorporate this in terms of your practice? Yeah, so combo is a frog serum that mm-hmm. that can be scraped off of the um, mm-hmm. the frog, uh, mm-hmm. coming from the Amazonian um, rainforest, and and there these frogs are are everywhere, and um, mm-hmm. it, from the the tribes there, it's mm-hmm. a folk medicine. So mm-hmm. it was used a lot for um, you know individuals in the tribe to mm-hmm. be able to help them to to go on hunts and be able to have more energy or to see more clearly or to um, think more clearly. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it was also used a lot for medicinal properties mm-hmm. to be able to help to activate the um, immune system to be able to help the body to heal itself. So what we know that that combo has in the research is that uh, from the research is that mm-hmm. there are hundreds of peptides that are in these secretions from the frog and that when applied to the um, the first layer of the the um, or through the first layer of the epidermis of, of a human that it can um, uh, activate different parts of our body to promote the its its natural healing as well as the mm-hmm. the immune system so it flushes out the inflammation of the body and it helps the um yeah just puts the body into a state for for healing mm-hmm. um the uh, so how this relates to the work that i now, do now is just just to be clear right mm-hmm. so looking at buffo and combo are they very different very different okay yeah, because yeah. a lot of people might get that confused right uh-huh yeah yeah so bufo is a psychedelic it's right. the you know primary the the 5meo dmt right um combo is not psychedelic oh it okay is, so right bufo, bufo is psychedelic and combo's not got it correct yeah I, it. I would say that so combo is known as the great revealer mm-hmm. and in the sense of being able to reset your nervous system mm-hmm. and to help clear the body you know create mm-hmm. more of a cleansing mm-hmm. effect of the body you can have more clarity mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. your insights mm-hmm. you can have more of a um you know, when you have a regulated nervous system it's easier to be able to see clearly mm-hmm. your situations or the decisions that mm-hmm. you need to make wow. so in that sense it can work you know quote unquote psychedelically mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's right. not a psychedelic uh-huh. yeah. give you insights and foresights so right you yeah go ahead and and and, and make better better choices, if you will, or be guided in the right way. You know? It's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for us to think very clearly and we can get stuck in confusion mm-hmm. right. when we are in uh, feeling anxiety or the heaviness mm-hmm. of depression and we feel like right. we can't get out. And so this helps to, to mm-hmm. clear that. And mm-hmm. so, I, and, so, so where do you, where do you get it? I mean, I can't order it on Amazon, right? <laughs> you can't order it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, my biggest rep- recommendation is to be able to work with somebody who work is with a facilitator. Yeah, never, never do this work by yourself. It's, yeah. it's not, um, it, there's so many precautions that, mm. that we as facilitators have taken, you know, extensive training to be able to support somebody in that. Um, it, so, uh, combo international is a great place for mm-hmm. finding a database for, for mm-hmm. practitioners, um, in all parts of the area and the world of the U.S. in the world. So Combo it's a, 
Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, uh, that was my my schooling was from was from them and yeah you know, there's just I, I think there's also just something really important about having somebody hold the space mm-hmm. for us to be able to fully mm. melt down or or to go into the chaos of the physical experience as well as the emotional experience that right. that happens right. with there yeah there's there can be and and all of the ranges of the physiological responses can be different and really mm. just depends on how clean your diet is or how well how you manage distress or mm. you know all of your patterns of how you handle challenges mm. come up in these experiences it really reveals to yourself your patterns <laughs> well so many so many things so many choices so many uh, so many things to sort of take into account in terms of being able to have um you know authentic experiences in life and you know how many things sort of hold us back and and it's wonderful that you're doing this work you know it's uh, it's incredibly important work um let me ask you lastly sort of as an expert in the field of sex and you know what are some of the common mistakes or misconceptions that people have and you know what wisdom would you offer those who are seeking deeper more fulfilling sexual life and you know wanting to go ahead and have you know whether or not it's in relationship or you know outside of relationship do you have uh, any you know any wisdom that you can impart yeah. i mean people you know listening might say okay that was interesting what do i do now you know yeah 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 i i you know i, I talked a lot about the excitement and mm-hmm. the of the han- enhancement of psychedelics and sex uh but the reverence aspect of it is really important you know the harm reduction because mm-hmm. I, I think you know we think sex and psychedelics is super sexy but mm-hmm. there's yeah consent is a really important conversation mm-hmm. to have around this because to me it's really important that to to uh, speak on the importance of establishing consent, mm-hmm. uh, boundaries, needs, fears, desires before anything is consumed, because once you're in a state, an altered state, the threshold of what you can tolerate changes. So mm-hmm. it increases mm-hmm. both emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may think that our bodies can handle more than than mm-hmm. what they actually can in right. an altered state. And so we may not realize that we're harming our physical bodies because rubber band effect yeah right right Mm -hmm. or emotionally we may feel um a lot more open to engage with another person in in a sexual way or a romantic way and we may fall in love with them sooner than Mm -hmm. what we would actually do in in everyday life and so if we if we don't have the discernment of this person that we're engaging with ahead of time you know we're going into this uh, sec this uh, either a psychedelic experience or sexual experience with them and uh, it, it can create a bond a very unique bond having this shared experience even before we have enough evidence to support that this person is somebody that we either want to date or that we um, can trust so there is that consideration but then also um, i've had uh, clients come to me um, and we've had to work through some of the the resulting trauma that came from them allowing touch or allowing um mm. you know interaction mm-hmm. 
um, that in that moment in the psychedelic space, they were okay with, but mm-hmm. that's not something that they would have done or who they mm-hmm. would have engaged with in a sober state. Right. So then we had to work through a lot of the confusion of this and mm-hmm. the self-blame mm-hmm. that they said yes in that space, but it would have been a no. And so how do we, you know, how do we come to a um, resolution around that? And that can be really, really hard. Right. So set, setting the right boundaries, uh, having a safe container, having mm-hmm. agreements, uh, and uh, really sticking to those, and really mm-hmm. understanding where your boundaries are and yeah. uh, putting ahead the, of time, ha- ahead of time, and having yeah. the rigor to go ahead and work with that. That's that's wonderful, um, ladies and gentlemen. That was an insightful conversation with Dr. Kat Meyer, who has shared tremendous knowledge and insights about sex, trauma, and psychedelics. Her work dedicated to evolving the relationship surrounding sexuality in our bodies is relevant and necessary in today's society. Check out her talk at Wonderland in Miami, the 2023 conference, November the 9th through the 11th, and her online platform, sexloveyoga.com, to help guide you towards a profoundly fulfilling, prosperous relationship and sexual life. Thank you very much, Kat, for joining us. We really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We have other exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. For more mindfulness tips and tricks, visit our website at workmindfulness.com. Thanks again for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience. This is Keith Fiveson.